Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 15, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's talk about what's jumping off the page at the daily chart. We're going to do a review of all the other stuff, plus we're going to throw in a look around the under-the-cover stuff. We're going to show some charts of some sectors to see where they stand against the overall S&P. What is diverging? What's weak? What's strong? First and foremost, and we'll just focus on the daily chart, nothing has changed on the weekly chart and won't change until Friday's close, the daily chart is still eating time off the clock in this bullish, flaggish kind of formation. Now, we've got a couple of things going on inside this formation to get granular. Everything is a fractal of everything else. So inside of this bullish pattern in the uptrend above all the moving averages, we have a down candle, a breakdown candle, and the market has yet to be able to eclipse on the north side the high of that breakdown candle. They tested it, and they closed positive today. They tested yesterday, closed very strong today with another opportunity to sell off in the morning. They took a rain check. The bulls win. We're in the buy-the-dip type of environment, and once or if they close above the high of this breakdown candle for 14.57, that's going to open the door for the next leg higher. Put that on a sticky note, write it down. We had a little intraday movement early this morning. We had retail sales released today, some economic data points. Retail sales today was CPI's yesterday data. Doesn't matter what the data is, it matters what the market wants to react to the data or how the market wants to react to the data. It's options expiration week. We haven't really had a lot of Weird stuff per se, but still on guard is the way to be. 240 chart, trend is your friend until it's not. Above all the moving averages, it's in an uptrend, grinding higher, period, full stop. We're in the buy the dip portion of this rally. It will come to a close. It will come to an end. There will be a sign and or signal of a trend change, and the market will sell off whether it's for a few days, a few weeks, or longer, that will happen right now. It is not happening. We take the market at face value. We take the role of umpire calling balls and strikes. The 120-minute chart, any revelation here? No. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until it's not. Let's check out inside the numbers real quick. I'm going to highlight a couple of important things, let you read the notes, pause the video, and double-check the work if you so choose. Little bit of a pullback operation overnight, nothing new, they do that all the time. Another buy-the-dip situation turned out to be correct. It's options expiration, weird stuff happens. Just a reminder, in the early going around zero dark 30, we're looking at a bull and a bear pivot. The bullish variety is 411.25, and if above, keeps the door open for 4.12.65, which was the gap left open from the prior session. 
The bear variety comes in at 410.50, opens the door for 409.55 and or lower. Put that on a sticky note. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity, five-minute SPY chart. 411.25, that's the green line, that's the bull pivot. 410.50 is the bear pivot. 409.55 was the place below the bear pivot that was the first place of support. By the way, low of day, 409.47. And look at this 15-minute chart by example. Look at them not being able to get above the bull pivot, 411 and a quarter. Once they do, they came back for one retest and took off. You could see what happened once they started closing candles above. It's time. How much time are they able to spend above a price in order to get to the second price? They got to that gap that was left open the day before, pulled back, right back to the same place, spike it through, test it, retest it, go back up in the other direction. That's a normal garden variety market type behavior in a bull market. You get pullbacks, you get by the dip crowd, and they bought them up, spike of the low just a few minutes earlier to an important number, rip it back in the other direction. Truth be told, inside the numbers and in the live room, I was waiting for a lower price when they came close and bounced away. In this candle here, the 10 o'clock candle, they came close making a low of 409.74. I said that's not good enough, and it wasn't good enough, but that precluded me from, it's the old manner in which, I didn't want to buy that number anymore. I was looking lower. They didn't give me lower, and they took off. That's the life of a trader. We have the numbers. Sometimes they just don't give you the trade. Some traders took it. Some traders were paid. Some traders took a short trade. But wait, there's more. Where was the short trade? Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. I'm going to get to that in a moment. 9.15, we have the layout. Here's the way this one works today. So you show up in the morning and you've got a schematic. What happens if the market does the bullish thing? What happens if the market does the bearish thing? Where are the numbers? Where is the sell? Where is the buy if both exist? That's what you want to know. I'm breaking it down. And in the live room, I'm walking traders through it with a whole lot of other stuff underneath the hood. So here's the way this one works today. The pivot is 411 and a quarter. Below, the door is open for that bear pivot, 410.50 to 409.55 zone. You saw both of those. Where's the likely to be an early bounce for a scalp with potential? Well, 410.50 would be very aggressive. And when I wrote this, they were above it. Then they leaked below in the pre-market. It would have been very aggressive, but you could see the importance of it anyway. Closer to 409.55, would be the more reasonable during the morning rush. And then I described how they came close and bounced away, but you could see how, and repeat after me, the numbers work. We had some unfinished business down at 408. They never went down there. We don't have to discuss it any further. And if above the pivot, the door is open for 412.65. Above the pivot, the door is open for 412.65. They hit it, they fill the gap, they pull back to where? Back to run a test of the pivot. What's 412.65? It's overhead resistance. Moving along, let's see what else we have. 
If they run to the pivot at 411.25, this is, again, before the opening bell, there will likely be a reaction or at least a bull bear battle. Call it between 411.25 and 411.75. Scalp short with potential if they did it in a hurry formation. Overhead resistance should be reaction back down in the other direction. It's also a target while they're above 410.50. We have traders trading in both directions. Some would rather have a long trade riding it up to a target. Some would rather short the pivot and ride it back down to a support area. Moving right along, they came close to 411.25 and pulled back enough to take that trade off the table. But wait, there's more. The short, that is, at that price, make them go higher into the zone, like around 411.50 to 411.75, if they went back up. This is only 10 minutes into the day. And there you have it, into the zone, short scalp with potential, plenty of potential, nice trade. Yesterday, we got the short and the long. Today, we got the short. Some folks got a long, but I didn't get the long. I didn't get the other side. Was waiting for lower because of all the stuff we talked about, but that's okay. You take what Mrs. Market provides in the way of opportunity, and you go about your business. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You'll see it all in here, all the numbers, all the tour guide information. We had an early day today, I had an appointment this afternoon, so I had to wrap everything up at 11 o'clock. That happens from time to time. Stocks on the move, the page wasn't showing the stocks tonight for some reason, so you'll take my word for it, there were four on the board. Devon Energy opened below the first number, went into the second, went down to the third, Went around and around and around. Finally, by the end of the day, they split the difference. It was a nothing trade, a nothing burger. Some traders bought the lower number, got paid a little bit. Some traders got stuck in it. It wasn't a great trade. It was dead money all day long. Anglo Gold AU unfortunately opened below both numbers, ripped back up in the other direction. Unfortunately, we didn't get in on this one because they did the thing without having us in the trade by opening below the second number. But... You'll wonder where the resistance was minutes into the day. It was back to the first number, and then later on the first number, and then the second number. And you can see this was a range. This was a zone of importance. Taiwan Semiconductor didn't do the deal. They came up short, had the rip away. After that, when they come back down, you don't want it. You see the importance of the number. It turned out to be the manner in which. Akamai Gave you the trade at the first number, gave you the trade at the second number, even though they didn't do it in the manner in which the number worked. But even in the live room, I told traders getting off the air at around 11 o'clock that don't take that trade, it's too late, they're hovering, they're just going sideways, you don't want it anymore. And we all know that, right? That's the way I've taught it from day one. The first price gave you about a 90 cent bounce. That's a little more than the 1% we're looking for. That's a fantastic scalp with potential. You didn't get the more potential, but you got the scalp. That's fine. You move on to the next trade. Anything doing over in Camp IWM, just continuing to bounce off the 20-period moving average. As long as they're above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. If they get above this breakdown candle high, that'll open the door for another leg higher, 95.12. Just call it 95 for argument's sake. They'll start to move higher. Folks down at the transportation department, 
Not good day, not a bad day. It's a positive day either way. Again, same routine. They just have to get above this breakdown candle high in order to begin the next leg higher. It's in a bullish formation. Above all the moving averages, it's all the same market. No change. About the Q people, watch this. Breakdown candle high. We keep talking about them and talking about them and talking about them. The high is 308.99. What's today's close? 309.10. Are there any accidents or coincidences across the market? No, there are not. This is a one-minute chart. What did they do into the end of the day to make it happen, Captain? They had a one-minute jam session to do the deal. Like I always say, they did it by choice. There are no accidents or coincidences. Take away from that kind of activity on today's tape, on today's chart. Q people, that's a bullish development. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But that was a tell. That's information. That's the Q people giving you feedback. If there's nothing wrong with the financials, there's nothing to see here. We just move it along. They're in a bullish formation. No change. Flat day for Smash Mouth. No change. There's really nothing that we can say different than we said last night. Therefore, we'll just move it along. We're going to take a look at some ETFs now, some sector stuff. We're going to look at the weekly charts just to get a perspective from a longer-term view. So they're high in the chart. Weekly chart is in an uptrend above all the moving averages, and you have one of these breakdown candle highs. Now, above this, closing a week above that, that's going to be a strong signal for the tape, another leg higher. But they haven't been able to do that. They ran a test. They pulled back. They haven't really collapsed, but they haven't yet eclipsed it either. That's the place to watch for. What's the number? The high is, and this would be, call it a weekly bull pivot, a high is 91.56. Put that on a sticky note. Generally speaking, market symmetry would have it going like this. Down move, up move to run a test, and then another down move. And they kind of already did that, but they didn't really do the whole thing. And we'll have to see, above all the moving averages, the trend is the dominant thing. The Tech Spider Fund, this is the XLK, and they're eating time off the clock under the 100-period moving average, and they could be doing that to bust through. There's nothing wrong with that. But just to compare and contrast, when you take a look at the Qs, which is really top-heavy in just a handful of stocks, call it 5 to 10, a dozen stocks, it's a different picture. The XLK has different stuff in it, some the same, some different, but it's a tech spider or a tech fund, as is the Qs, but they look different on the charts. When I discuss a bounce in a downtrend, this is still in a downtrend. This is a little stronger than the Qs are, mainly because of the top heavy weightedness of the Qs, and those stocks are performing better than the whole. That's the takeaway. Doesn't really matter why, it's just the explanation. When I say bounce in a downtrend or downtrend or uptrend, we use the monthly chart. Here's what I would say here. It's actually neutral at this point. You held the 50-month moving average. That maintains the long-term uptrend. However, by cracking below the 20 and not yet eclipsing it, it's not necessarily in a safe uptrend. So therefore, it's more neutral until or unless you can get above and start closing above this monthly chart 20-month moving average. Retail. Just to take a look and see what's going on, retail reported numbers today, you still have 
lower highs in retail. So you haven't yet broke that trend. This one did not yet, I think. We can check the numbers. We can double check right now. So if you look at this high is 75.79, this high is 75.77, two pennies still have not broke that trend. However, they can, depending on where they close this week, they're eating time off the clock. Maybe they push higher by the end of the week. Maybe they don't, but they still have yet to break that lower high trend. Retail sector looks different than the SPY, the larger index. It's got relative weakness. Money not flowing into retail as it flowed into other sectors or the major market or S&P 500 as a whole. Retail lagging. That's the consumer. Consumer discretionary. Same situation. Lower highs. Haven't broke that bond yet. And they're not even close. What is discretionary? Stuff we really don't need. It's not toilet paper. It's like a pocketbook you don't need or a Rolex watch or some thing that you don't have to spend money on. It's a want versus a need. Money is still not flowing into but has flown out of the want. Healthcare fund. Above all the moving averages, or at least most of them, and this is still okay, have not participated in the latest rally, but that's not abnormal. This is a place where money a lot of times will go to hide when the other markets like tech and other stuff are selling. Money goes to places to hide. They go to healthcare, toilet paper, consumer staples, toothpaste, that kind of stuff. Procter Gamble, Johnson Johnson. Open up the cabinets in your house, the stuff that's in there, consumer staples. A couple of cases going on on healthcare. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes so let me run this one by you. Monthly chart. Forget the fact that it's monthly. Could be an hourly chart. Doesn't matter. It's the exercise. You have a high, you have a lower high. That's a bearish thing. You're above all the moving averages. That's a bullish thing. Does it cancel out one another? Well, who's to say? I would say the trend is the dominant thing. But if they give up the 20-period moving average and they close the month, any month, below you'll start to give more weight, more credence to the lower high situation, and then our eye has to become where are they headed, and you flip over to a weekly chart and you say, hey, here's a breakup candle low, 127.60. It's not that far away from current price. doesn't matter. It's just the exercise. This could also be just a pullback, flaggish type of bullish thing, whatever you want to call it. Nothing says that this can't resume in the northern direction. As long as this convergence of moving averages holds, the trend is your friend until further notice. What about the EFA? One of them there, foreign indices. What do you got here? Is that a neckline? Could that be a huge head? You have a shoulder in development. You have another one over here. Is that what's going on? Well, we can't say for sure. And this is a test, by the way. Because I can do that, and you can see what I just drew. And then I can wipe it off, and you can forget I said that, and I can simply come over to this chart and say, they're above all the moving averages. As long as they are, the trend is your friend, and she's bullish. Period. Full stop. You have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. Both things can be true. You have to have the eye to see the whole field. 
If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.